Alright, hey guys, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. It's uh, Mike and Ish once again, and uh, this episode we're going to be talking about time. Uh, the importance of redeeming your time, which just basically means to uh, prior- basically to prioritize your time and give first place to like what's mo- most important and how we can prioritize things, different things in our life. Um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I'll read off of Ecclesiastes 3. Hmm. I'll just read one through eight. Um, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, and to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. And there's so many applications for us and all that. I think in every aspect of life, even, uh, I mean, even this, uh, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, man, you can apply that to social media and and things that are going on there. And so there's all kinds of different stuff. So what we want to just focus on is, uh, is on time and prioritizing. And, uh, so we're going to go ahead and get into that. Um, before we start jumping in a little bit, any opening thoughts, uh, you want to share about time ish? Uh, yeah, Mike, you know, I, I'm glad, bro, that you uh, wanted to talk about this topic. Um, I have actually a quote here, and it says, uh, let me share right now. It says, don't say you don't have enough time. You have exactly the same number of hours per day that were given to Helen Keller, Louis Pasteur, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, and Albert Einstein. Uh, that quote it was quoted by a, a gentleman named H. Jackson Brown. But uh, the point being that all of us have different amounts of money. We might have different amounts of talent. We might have, uh, you know, different opportunities in life. But in terms of time, we have the same amount of time, 24 hours a day, like the President of the United States, like every single king, king and queen that have ever existed, every celebrity, every millionaire, billionaire. So in terms of time, bro, we all have 24 hours a day. So it's our... Uh, our responsibility to redeem time. In fact, you mentioned it. You mentioned all the time. Uh, Ephesians chapter five, verses fifteen and sixteen says this: See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. So, you know, God's word encourages us to do something with our time is to redeem it. So, there's basically two people that I've seen, Mike Dog, uh, in terms of time, bro. Like, you know, you have wise people and foolish people, mm. and every single day we're making. Uh, wise decisions or foolish decisions with our time and there's a quote here that I have it says you cannot kill time without injuring eternity and I'm like you know that's that's the truth you know and I think the older we get when we realize that we don't have as much time here on earth we start realizing how precious our time really is So there's a lot of thought, and there's a couple different avenues that I think we can go down. <clears throat> we can go down, uh, we'll touch on, why don't we touch on 
we'll touch on how how to prioritize your time when you're single versus a married man or woman. We'll talk about how to prioritize leisure time because leisure time is very important. But how can you redeem that leisure time? There's leisure time where you just want to chill and kick it and relax and get away and get a break. But if it's all that kind of leisure, like you can have leisure time that's productive. So we'll try to break into that. But first, why don't we go into how we could prioritize our time just as a believer. So I would say for me, and this list might be different for you, I would suggest that the priorities for time for a believer would be, number one, I would say prayer. Prioritize, make sure that you get some time in for prayer. Number two, prioritize some time that you can study the Bible by yourself. I would prioritize fellowship, making sure that you're getting with a group, church, home home group, uh, corporate church, whatever, and then evangelism as well. Um, those would be my four, for personally um, redeeming your time as a as a believer and when it comes to your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that list, or what do you think of like? What, what would your your suggestions or thoughts on that be? Oh no, Mike! I think that's a great a great list, and uh, I actually remember listening to a Christian apologist, and I believe he said that uh, one way that we can memorize that is A B C, like that's the fun. Those are the fundamentals of the faith, A B C, excluding uh, evangelism. But he said the A B C. So A stands for Amen, which would mean prayer. B for Bible, and C for church, the healthy, well balanced church. If we have that, it's kind of like a Let's say a chair that has three legs. You know, if you take one leg, everything else can fall. You know, this is you can't just pray and neglect the word of God. You can't neglect the word of God. I'm sorry, you can't be in the word of God but neglect a healthy way balanced church and prayer. You you need all three. So those are really the basics, the foundation that kinda uh uh help us have <clears throat> you know, a good, strong uh I guess position or I guess yeah, foundation for life for mm-hmm. everything. So I a hundred percent agree. And then of course the more we spend time with prayer, the more we spend time in the Word of God, and the more we spend time with believers, that should propel us and compel us to share the gospel with the lost. Nice. I think I like that three that three legged stool analogy because I think it's typically most people are missing one. You know, you're either I, I be like hardcore studying the Bible, but your prayer life is on not very good. Or you might be like a super prayer warrior and all about the Bible, but then you don't want to fellowship with other believers. Just kind of like want to be yourself, like a one-man thing. And so I think that was great, balancing it out, kind of like a three-stool tripod type thing. I never heard that before. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, you go to gym, but I go to gym. We're gym rats. We like to go to gym. And a lot of our listeners probably go to gym as well. They like to work out. It's kind of like how we, we joke around as men. Don't miss leg day. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes you see a lot of guys spend a lot of times, you know, a lot of days working on their chest and their arms, etc. Yeah. But then their legs are like twigs. Yeah. So, it's, hey, you know what? We joke around about that. We can laugh. But if we take care of our physical mm. bodies, how much more our spiritual life, right. you know? Right. And sometimes we, we neglect one part of our, right. our, uh, our, like the spiritual disciplines and it affects us. You know, it's like I, I've known people who pray a lot. And yet they still struggle with worry and they still struggle with fear. 
and they still struggle with sin because they neglect the, the Bible. Mm. The Bible, you know, feeds it, it gives us the foundation for our prayer life. So it's like it goes hand in hand. George Mueller, you you know, he's one of the the great men of the faith, bro. And, you know, for the people who don't know what, uh, who George Mueller is, definitely go check him out. But George Mueller, who was was greatly used by God, I mean, he devoured the Word of God, and then he would spend time in prayer. So he yeah. he meditated on the Word of God and studied the Word of God, and then he would go and pray, and, and God used him mightily. So <clears throat> to anyone that's listening, I just want to suggest one thing. If you want a stronger prayer life, have a stronger Bible life. Mm. And if you don't know who George Miller is, you need to check him out. Yeah. He's one of the uh, the great men of the faith. It's Definitely crazy. hero of the faith. Yeah. George Miller was a huge um, <clears throat> uh, prayer prayer guy. Um, it's interesting, like the analogy with leg day with the gym, is the legs is like, uh, <clears throat> it's not the most visible muscle. Mm. right? That's why everyone works out the arms, right? And the yeah. chest. Cause you look better in like in a shirt like that and it's i kind of feel it's the same way with prayer because it's one of those things where no no one's really seen you do it now, you can do it in public but like that getting in your closet and praying aspect of it where you're by yourself yeah. um a lot of people don't see that so we don't do it so we, we got a lot of uh head knowledge and our arms are all swole but then our legs are a little bit weak because we don't spend that much time because it's not it's not the visible you don't get any really i don't want to say credit for it i want you don't get any accolades you know like people don't know you're doing it <laughs> you know what's funny is that for the average person you're exactly right but for the serious weightlifter or bodybuilder mm. when they check out your legs because they're looking at the details they know okay this guy's for real it's like any sport you play right. like there's those the minor stuff the little stuff that you see and I think as Christians, when you spend a lot of time serving God, you can tell when someone has a deep prayer life. You can tell when someone has a deep, uh, like a Bible life. Like they study the Word of God or they memorize the Word of God. They meditate. You can just tell. And like you said, bro, so often we don't see certain things, like the yeah. hard work that someone did, uh, you know, they put in, the hours they put in, getting closer to God. But uh, man, uh, the sacrifice that they, that they pay... Yeah. Uh, leads to a better life, leads to better preaching, leads to better counseling, leads to just you know better marriages. Mm -hmm. You're a better father, you're a better husband, you're a better son, a better wife, a better daughter, a better mother. So these these foundational things, bro. A B C the prayer life, the Bible study stuff, you know your Bible life, and of course being part of a healthy, well balanced church and you know serving other people. I mean it's th these are the foundations. So if you try to neglect that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of problems, you know, in, right. in Christianity. And we have seen that, Mike. You know, how many times have we seen guys, they start really strong, mm -hmm. but they don't calculate the, the cost here. And they it's like they sprint in the beginning, but then they kind of like just fall away. And like they say, like a lot of times Christianity is, in many ways, it's like a marathon. It's not how fast we start, but do we finish? Mm -hmm. And this correlates with time. You know, we try to do everything at once right but life does not work like that so you have to a lot of times take it they they call it chunking like step by step they say like uh, uh i've heard it one time uh let's see yard uh, yard by yard it's hard but inch by inch it's a cinch so <laughs> sometimes we try to do too much like yeah. a yard like just more yeah. stuff and you know like i i've known people who they'll try to study the bible and 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 read the whole Bible, bro, in one day, in a week, yeah. And, but there's no meat. Right. There's no real serious study. And then you get a person who, like, for example, my wife, 
she's been reading the Bible. In fact, she's read the Bible through like from Genesis to Revelation more times than I have. I, I'll study like a certain book and go through like 50 times, 30 times. But my wife, will, she has read the Bible, Genesis to Revelation multiple times. And she'll take something like two chapters a day, four chapters a day. But she spends time. She, it's not like she's trying to, you know, uh, she's not trying to win a race here. Mm. You know, she's running the race, of course, to win like Paul says. But she's not competing with anybody else. She's trying to get closer to God. And I've seen it, bro. I've been married for 13 years. And, uh, you know, I've seen the blessing upon my wife in terms of being a, you know, a better wife and a better mother. But she's spending time in the Word. Mm -hmm. And it's just two chapters a day. You you do two, two chapters a day, you'll read the Bible every two years. Four chapters a day, you'll probably read it in about in, in approximately a year. So I've seen my wife go through the Bible multiple times, you know, having known her all these years. Yeah. And, and that's how it is, bro. You know, inch by inch. Instead of trying to do everything at once, you know, just calm down and pace yourself. And that's one way you can redeem your time. Sweet. That's dope, man. So, ABC. Amen. Prayer. Bible study and a healthy church yeah, fellowship. Yeah, that's it. You see, that's dope. So, those are some fundamentals on redeeming your time as a, as a Christian. Those are the important things that you should really be focusing at and looking at and trying to take advantage of. Um, now, we're not saying if you have the means and you can do pray and read your Bible all day, <laughs> then, then that's awesome and that's great. You know, if you have support or you're rich and you're well off or whatever <clears throat> but we're not saying like just quit your job and this is all you do we're talking about you, you got to make time in between either before work or after work you just got to make sure that you set those those times and that's what i want to get into the next segue kind of what i was talking about with um leisure time um so i would consider leisure time something such as um <coughs> Watching TV, working out, reading, um, whatever it is that you do as a hobby, writing. Um, this is like extra downtime that we have. And so we could, like I could go home after we record this and I can watch, what's this uh, Netflix show everyone's watching? Uh, oh man. Squid, Squid Games. Some, yeah, right, yeah, some yeah. new show. Some, the, the right? show every week, man. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be pretty interesting. Uh, and uh, that guy's, the creator has a good story, man. Oh really? Yeah, if oh, you want okay. to talk about time, he's, he was trying to get his, uh, I read he was trying to get that, that script or whatever it is, what he created it, he was trying to get it to a network, whoever for like 10 years bro and just kept getting rejected and netflix picked it up and it's the number one show on oh, netflix wow. of, check it out. of all time or it's a crazy show though like people getting killed and stuff but i'm just oh, saying okay. like you want to talk about time and perseverance oh, that, wow. that guy i'll check out the yeah. story then I, I don't really watch but, tv to be honest with you man anything yeah. but i'm gonna i'll definitely have to check so, it out <clears throat> what i'm saying is like i can go home and i can watch with my kids, I have one TV and my kids are always watching Coco Melon. <laughs> but so I could go home and I could watch, I could binge 30 episodes of some show or I could watch a bunch of movies or I can go home and I could read a book. Mm -hmm. I could read a book mm -hmm. for pleasure, like a, a novel, like a fantasy novel. Or I could read some theology books. I could read a motivational book, something. So these are when I'm talking about leisure time. It's you know like going to the gym you can share some stories or some points about like you know you can go to the gym and just work out or you can use it as an opportunity to open up conversations oh, about the gospel absolutely. you know so all the time yeah. um 
any any thoughts or ideas on like redeeming uh, your leisure time or your, your free time? Yes, actually, I want to share with the listeners here. Uh, I actually have in my hand right now uh, a book that's titled Spiritual Leadership. And it's written by another beast of the faith. Uh, the gentleman's name was J. Oswald Sanders. So if you notice that Mike and I will be throwing out a lot of uh, different names out there, especially books, because we have a lot of respect for those who went before us. And we want people to know about a lot of the forgotten uh, saints, you know, a lot of Christians, men and women that have gone before us and have actually paved the way for us to be here where we're at, you know. Um, so the book is titled Spiritual Leadership. So anyone who's listening right now who wants to be a better leader spiritually, I definitely recommend getting it. But he has actually a chapter, chapter 12. It's called The Leader in Time. And there's a quote I want to share. He says, The way we employ the surplus hours after provision has been made for work, meals, and sleep will determine if we develop into mediocre or powerful people. I want to say that again. The way we employ the surplus hours after provision has been made for work, meals, and sleep will determine if we develop into mediocre or powerful people. Mm. He said, Leisure is a glorious opportunity. And a subtle danger. Each moment of the day is a gift from God. I want to say that again. Each moment of the day is a gift from God that deserves care. For by any measure our time is short and the work is great. Remember what Jesus says. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll send out more workers into the harvest field. So guys, time is short. The work is great. There are people in your family that need to hear the word of God. There are friends around you that need to hear the word of God. At your work, there are people who need to hear the word of God. There are neighbors in your neighborhood that need to hear the word of God. There are people in your city, okay, in this state, in this country, and of course all over the world, that need to hear the word of God. So if we'll do our part, you know, God will do His. But it's our responsibility to use our time wisely. Absolutely. That's a very, very powerful night. <clears throat> it's um, it's humbling to think like it makes you stop and think like how much time like like personally like how much time do I waste? Mm. Do like I could yeah. be sitting on the couch just chilling, or I can go out and pass out a track, or I can read and study, and so it's uh, it's very important. Like you said, time is time is short, and uh, tomorrow's not promised. So make the most out of out of every day that you have, and that goes with sharing the gospel, that goes with studying the word of God, and that also goes with even spending time with your kids at home. You know, um, if your kids want to play or something, and you're like, oh, I don't got time for that. Well, you probably do have time. You might just be tired, but just take the little extra effort just to play with your kids. You know, and or if you're tired and you don't feel like reading, just take that extra time to read your word, and just try to make the most of it i have this one <clears throat> i took this um picture off the internet ish it's not a bible thing <laughs> but it says uh i thought i thought it might apply to this too um it says start a business 999 dollars that's too much buy a new iphone 999 dollars no problem All right so mm. healthy groceries hundred dollars that's too much dinner and dessert a hundred dollars no problem Right. Watch Netflix for two hours. Uh, I can do one more episode. <laughs> Learn a new skill. Two hours. Oh, I don't have no time. Mm. I don't have the time to do that. Mm. I can't. I can't read anything. I can't watch anything to learn and teach myself. And then it says, "Life's about choices. Stop blaming the lack of opportunity." 
So there's a lot of there's a uh, lot there's I a like lot, that. I like dude. There's a I lot of time. time. I like that a lot. A lot of time in the day. There's a lot of downtime that we have, okay. and we're gonna have to give an account for how we how we use that time. So if like let's say let's take because <clears throat> we're talking about evangelism. Let's talk about evangelism for a second. Let's say one of your reasons that you don't want to evangelize is because you don't know enough or you're afraid that someone's going to hit you with some questions about evolution or something, right? You lack in apologetics. You lack in defending the faith. Instead of watching TV, you can read a book on defending the faith and equip yourself. And that's kind of like the point we're just trying to touch on. Just... If, if you find yourself, and it's not condemning anyone, but if you find yourself spending like a lot of time binge watching shows or <clears throat> just doing things that could probably be used to, uh, better for the kingdom, give us some thought. You know, like, hey, maybe I can cut one show and I could spend that half an hour studying. Um, just something like that. Just to encourage you guys, try to get you um, to think about it a little bit. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, Mike, you know, in terms of just like everyday evangelism, I want to encourage people out there because I know we're busy. You know, I know, I know, especially over here in LA where we live. You know, we're in we're in the South Bay, and Mike and I are based over here in, in Torrance, in the city of Torrance. And so, if you're just being here in the South Bay, being part of LA County, you know, a lot of people are busy. We're, we're, we we just live life at a very frantic pace. I mean, LA is known for that. You know, rush hour traffic, man. I mean, it is crazy. We we all, everyone who lives in LA knows exactly what we're talking about. But utilizing the time we already have. One of the best ways to evangelize daily is to use gospel tracks. Uh, some some of you guys, like Mike was saying, maybe feel like, okay, well, I don't know enough. Charles Spurgeon, who was nicknamed the Prince of Preachers, said this. He said, you might not have the mouth of the eloquent, but you can have the hand of the diligent. So if God has blessed you with two hands, you can hand out tracks. Now, I've seen people that are old and blind handing out tracks. I've seen people who are young, okay, little kids handing out tracks. So if you have hands, and even if you don't have hands, pass them on with your feet. Guys, we have tracks. In fact, you can get tracks from like great organizations like uh, American Track Society, Living Waters Publications, Chick Tracks, Chick Publications, also RMC. Mike and I have actually written a few tracks, and we're in the process of writing more. Uh, we have the Spawn Track and the Riddler Track. Uh, we love comic books, and uh, so we use that as an, as an open door to, to share the faith. And uh, yeah, so just tracks, just handing out a gospel track, a small little pamphlet, a booklet, that has the gospel message, you can you can use it wherever you go. If you live in the city of Torrance, you might have even received the gospel track from me because every time I, I put the cart back, I put a track in there. So that way the person who gets it, whether it's a worker or someone else, gets a track. And uh, you know you can go, let's say, for example, if you're eating out, you're going to a Paul Oco, McDonald's, Taco Bell, whatever, hand the person a track. So just in your everyday life, you can find ways to hand out tracks. And get this, if you only hand out three tracks a day, now, that might seem like a lot for some of you because you don't hand out tracks all the time. But Mike and I, there were times we'd hand out 3,000 tracks literally in a day. But if you only hand out three tracks, okay, per day, you multiply that by 365. If you will be diligent to do that, you'll hand over 1,000 tracks and reach over 1,000 people with the gospel. Jeez. So that's it. Just three tracks a day. Breakfast, that's lunch, crazy. and dinner. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, guys. Hand out a track. You're walking in a park, park, drop the track on the floor, you know. Do some. I go to the gas stations. I have tracks. I put there after I put the gas in. Everywhere you go, just hand out a track, man. It adds up. So I try to. I try to make it a habit, guys, of handing out three tracks a day. So I'm at least reaching a thousand people. And you didn't even have to have necessary contact with people, like have a conversation. You're just handing out these tracks. Let alone 
all the other other opportunities the guy might give you speaking to someone. Mm. But that's very, very important, guys. You know, just utilizing the time you already have. In your own day-to-day -day living, you can do it, especially to the use of gospel tracks. So I highly recommend them. Man, that's crazy. Um, all right, so let's, let's bring it together and bring it to uh, a little bit more not harder conversation for us but harder for people to hear a lot of times when okay. it comes to time so we talked about you uh, redeeming time for your personal life as a believer we talked about uh, redeeming leisure time extra time that you have make the most of it mm -hmm. learn new skills learn new Bible verses new all that stuff um, I want to address anybody who may not be a believer that's listening and just talk about just time itself in general and I'll, I'll read this Bible verse it's James chapter 4 verse 14 and it says do you not know what will happen says you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away and a lot of people dude um, <clears throat> think that they're invincible especially yeah. young people yeah. for whatever reason maybe they haven't had deaths in the family or have friends die i remember when we went to high school dude um i i had maybe while i was in high school two or three family members pass and then victor brown who went to high school he passed and then manny passed and so there was a lot of death and it was like it was real it got real real to me you know that like Dude, people die, <laughs> you know, and it's it's legit, it's real, and uh, but a lot of people don't have that. My wife, for example, she lost her grandfather uh, not too long ago, dude, maybe a couple months ago. She's 37 years old. It's the first person in her family that's passed away. Oh wow! I don't think she has any friends that have passed away. There's a, there's like a lot of people that <clears throat> aren't very experienced with death, you know, and then once. Once I started going to church, and then I met you at the church, again, we reunited after high school, and we met at the church and stuff, and then just doing ministry stuff, and we see it all the time, you know, because it's, it's the business you're in, you know, soul winning and, and praying for people and yeah. people getting sick and dying, so it's, uh, so we just want to talk to and address um, anybody who's listening that may not be a believer, who may be thinking about, um, the, the things that we're talking about, the gospel and, and, and serving Jesus and all these things. Um, we just want to encourage you <laughs> um, and nudge you and not try to scare you or push you or anything like that. We, we don't want to come off as, as jerks, but uh, tomorrow's not promised. And you could, you could pass away listening to this. You could be in your car. You could get hit. You might not wake up tomorrow. Um, you know, the only thing that's guaranteed is a breath in your lungs right now. Yeah. God could take your next one. So it's very important to think and consider um, giving your life to Christ because, yeah, tomorrow's not promised. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is the most important piece of time is making sure that you take the time to get right with God because eternity is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so when we die and we go uh, yeah. and we stand before God... We're either going to go to heaven or hell, and where are you going to spend that eternity is the most important question that you can ask yourself. Um, any uh, 
encouragements or words that you would have to any unbeliever uh, unbelievers that are not listening if there's anybody here right now that's listening and uh, you know you have not accepted Christ the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain for he says in an acceptable time I have heard you and in the day of salvation I have helped you behold now is the accepted time behold now is the day of salvation yesterday's gone tomorrow's not promised like you said Mike all we have is today I remember one time I was uh, evangelizing uh, quite frequently on Carson Street you know I always talk about Carson Street you know, I think the last time we shared uh, a story about me uh, and, and my buddy Sam Kim and how the Lord saved them but I remember bro we would go out there and we would evangelize me and some of my friends Raul if you're listening he was one of them but I had a, a couple of buddies would go out with me and we would hand out tracks and stuff this was years back and I remember I would always see uh, a black gentleman and a Hispanic gentleman they were they were together they were like friends but they were part of like a kind of like a common listen home I guess like a rehabilitation rehab place they were messed up physically and uh, but the Hispanic gentleman was a little overweight and you could tell both of them probably struggled with drugs and alcohol and stuff and every time they would see us they would be like hey there goes the young preachers and we would talk to them about God and this happened for months and I would talk to them about God hand, hand, hand out tracks to them pray for them etc but one day I went, bro, and I remember, I remember I was with one of my friends, and I only saw uh, the black gentleman. I said, hey, where's so-and-so? He's like, oh, he died. He had a massive heart attack. Now, I was there, bro, every week talking to these guys, and they would say, oh, yeah, you know, you're doing a good job. Hopefully, we'll get right with God sometime, someday. But that someday might never come. Mm. I don't know to this day. This is many years ago. I don't know if you got right with God. I mean, if you have a heart attack or stroke, it's kind of hard sometimes to cry. It happens so sudden. So, uh, you know, the Bible says that now is the day of salvation. So if you have breath, like you said, Mike, if you have breath in your lungs right now, which is a gift from God, it's uh, time for you to accept the greatest gift, mm-hmm. which is uh, salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. So definitely, guys, you know, for God's soul of the world, that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. So that is the key here. You need to accept Christ. You know, you need to... Believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again from the dead. You need to confess your sins to Him and be willing to change. You know, repent, turn from your sins and turn to God. Place your faith and trust in Jesus for what He did for you, and God can change your life and transform you forever. And that's 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 what we are right now, Mike. You know, you and I are nothing special, man. Apart from God, you and I, you and I both know we're nothing. But uh, God has been very gracious to us. He's been very good to us, and that's why we're ha- that's why we have this evangelism podcast because we're trying to encourage and equip, you know, Christians out there. To share their faith but especially people who are not saved if you're listening and we want you to join the team we want you to join the army we want you to be part of of uh the greatest cause which is serving the creator you know and so we are the creation god is the creator and we truly don't know what life is until we accept the one who grants us life and then uh you know we accept eternal life so it's like it's like the difference between like you know trying to play checkers man and then all of a sudden you're a chess master it's a different it's just there's levels yeah. to this it just takes life to a whole nother level man so if, yeah definitely bro there's someone out there that's not serving god we plead with you you know we urge you accept christ today while you have yeah. breath in your lungs i uh <clears throat> was thinking of for those that don't know i was um i was a uh, police officer with los angeles police department bro i went to a uh <clears throat> i got a went to a call I was, it was in San Pedro two guys that got shot up broad daylight so they um, one of the guys was he was 
dead on the scene. They were trying to work on him. The other guy, they throw him in an ambulance, and I had just started. I was on probation, what they call it, your first year. And they saw me. They said, get in the ambulance with him, get his dying declaration, which is you ride in the ambulance while the paramedics are working on them. It's a crazy, hectic scene, blood everywhere, all over the floor of the ambulance. This guy's he was shot in the face and a bunch of times in the body, just bleeding out of his face. He couldn't even really talk because it bullet wound went through his cheeks. And I'm sitting there like, hey, do you have anything I want to tell anyone or something? And he's like in and out of consciousness, mumbling. And you're like trying to get something like, is he trying to tell his mom like goodbye? Like I'm supposed to write it down so I can relay the message, right? <clears throat> get to the hospital. They start working on him. His buddy comes in right after in another ambulance and he was dead. He was gone. So this guy, they're working on him. They close the curtains or whatever, and then that was it for me. Someone else stayed there, the guys who had the call. And so I give the information, and I leave. Fast forward a couple months, working in San Pedro. It's late at night. It's like 2, 3 in the morning. Stop some guy riding his bike, looking real shady, right? No lights on the bike or whatever. So we stop him. I pull out his wallet, and the, the guy had a, <clears throat> he had a nickname. I forgot what it is now, but... I pull out the wallet and I'm like, get his ID. And then I start writing his name. And I'm like, one of the questions on our little information card is if they're gang affiliated or if they have a nickname. I'm like, hey, do you got any nicknames? What do they call you? And he tells me and I'm like, and then I look at the ID and I go, wait, bro. I said, you just got shot, dude. He's like, yeah. He's like, my homie died. I'm like, bro. I was in the ambulance with you. I took you to the hospital. And he was like, he started tripping out. And I told, I was on, I don't care if I'm at work, dude. I started telling him, I'm like, hey, bro, you need to get right with God, dude. God's giving you a second chance. You almost died, dude. I was there. And you're out here. He had a bunch of drugs. He's still selling drugs and doing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, dude, what are you doing, dude? And I uh, just gave him a gospel track. And uh, we let him, we let him slide. We let him go. And, uh. But I put a gospel track in his wallet, so he'd see it later. But it's, uh, <clears throat> I just say that to say that, like, um, a lot of times we get second chances. Car crash, and I, I've, because I've seen it personally, like, someone will get in a really bad crash or something, or having, like, an injury or something will happen, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and do that. But then they just go right back to the same thing, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. And those are, like, big wake up signs. And so we just wanna, just bring awareness to the fact that <laughs> you don't have, uh, you may not have a long lifetime to yeah. get right with God. You might not have time to get right later. So um, there's something to consider about because time, uh, life is a vapor. It's gone in a blink of an eye. And uh, so, you know, today is a day of salvation. So uh, we would just encourage you to give it some serious thought and recognize your own mortality. And uh, hopefully you would except Christ so that's our heart on that issue um, anything you want to no, touch I think on that's, that I think that's great Mike yeah for those who are who are not saved definitely give right with God and for those who are mm -hmm. saved I know we want to touch upon this for those who are followers of, of Christ out there we want to encourage you to redeem the time in terms of evangelizing you know, yes don't make excuses um, Proverbs 11.30 says the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life and he who wins souls is wise you have two ways you can live life Ladies and gentlemen, you can uh, live it wisely for the kingdom of God, 
or you can squander your time and live it foolishly and unfortunately lose a lot of time and in the process uh, you know not take advantage of the opportunity right now that you have to share the faith mm. because there's a great book out there by an evangelist named Mark Cahill a street evangelist and he has a book titled uh, One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven and that's the thing when we're in heaven everyone's saved you know when we're, you know, when we're with God everyone there is because they serve God mm. but here's our opportunity right now and we'll never get another chance that's just crazy you know, you and I have both seen people pass away. We will never get another chance to tell our loved ones, our friends, you know, our family members about Jesus Christ ever again. So this is the chance. This Guys, today is the day. Text that person. Pray for that person. Take them out for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Handle that tract. Have that conversation. Give them that Bible. Do it now. Do it today. He who wins souls is wise. The life of the soul winner is a blessed life. It's very difficult, but everything in life that's worth something, it comes because of effort. Mm. But when you dedicate your life to winning souls, you are you are living life not just for now, not just for this time, but for all eternity. And uh, I don't know any other way, bro, to live life that brings as much joy, reward, satisfaction. I mean, I don't know. There was a conference recently, the G3, I think it is. <clears throat> uh, Paul Washer was speaking, and he said, uh, "He said, uh, compare your, compare your screen time for the past week to your prayer time." Oh man! And then I think you can also apply that to evangelism and pretty much every aspect. Like, how much time are we spending squabbling online and scrolling and and uh, doing those things, which I'm. You know, I'm guilty of and I gotta do better, so uh so it's good man. It's it's good just to, to it's good to reflect on these things and to hear it and to uh acknowledge that you know, we just need to really fo be focusing on redeeming the time and and trying our best to uh, prioritize it properly. Because it's easy to lose track. Oh, you know, easy, it's yeah. it's real easy just to. Easy, nah, yeah. I'm just gonna. It's easier to be lazy and just be like, nah, I'm just gonna chill on the couch. I'm not gonna read and. <clears throat> so. Yeah, man. The um, thing about your saying about late being lazy, bro, is is this. See, what people forget is that Christians are are in warfare. We're at war. Mm. A lot of times, you know, especially in our culture now, we don't want to talk about, sometimes about war and and fighting. But the re reality is, Mike, we are in a spiritual battle. Look at Ephesians six. Look at Paul saying. Put on the armor of God, mm. you know, so that we're commanded to do that. So what is he trying to say to, to the Ephesian church? A, you know, you need to understand the reality of the fight out there about Satan and demonic forces. And we need to prepare for that. And, you know, with your job, which you were doing back in the day, it's like, hey, man, you can't, you can't slip. You can't, you know, yeah. be off your guard. It could cost you your life. You know, it's like sports. You know, a lot of people out there, they like MMA, boxing. You put your guard down. You could get knocked out. You might never come out of that cage or that ring. And that's the reality. So yeah. it's like as Christians, sometimes I've seen a lot of Christians, man, they have their guard down. They act like we're going to be here, you know, live on, on this earth. Like, you know, and nothing's ever bad is going to happen. Everything's right. going to be okay. And that's that's a lie. So that's why it's so important to focus on on the eternal. But uh, I want to share again, just going off of this, uh, like winning souls for you Christians out there that are listening. You know, why Why should I dedicate my, myself to soul? And I think deep down you know the Holy Spirit is probably, you know, speaking to your heart, telling you, hey, you know, we'll go out there and have that conversation with a family member or friend. There's a quote, one of my favorites, from R.A. Torrey, another 
warrior of the faith. He lived from 1856 to 1928. It says right here in this book that I have, he was a Yale graduate, so he was an educated man, an evangelist. He was a superintendent, president of the Moody Bible Institute because he served under Dio Moody, another great warrior. And he was the first dean of Biola University. And he was a prolific author and pastor. And this is one of the quotes that he writes. Bro, when I first read this man, it's like I was crying. <laughs> this is what he says. He says, I would rather win souls than be the greatest king or emperor on earth. I would rather win souls than be the greatest general that ever commanded an army. I would rather win souls than be the greatest poet or novelist or literary man who ever walked the earth. My one ambition in life is to win as many as possible. Mm. Man, bro, yeah. that <laughs> is a quote from a soul winner. That's exactly how he lived his life, bro. And, uh, you know, it was unbelievable. You want to you wanna, you wanna read something, man, or you want to read about a guy who dedicated his whole life to God, and he did not have easy life. I've read his biography. Man, he went through hard times in, in his family, but steadfast, mm. focused, and God used him. And 150 years later, after he was born, I'm still talking about him right now. Saying that man, bro, was not a regular man. Like he dedicated his life to to God and his family to God and uh, what his family did. Even afterwards, bro, I think one of his sons went to become a missionary and win many souls. I mean, bro, the life of a soul winner. There's nothing like it. Mm. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, Christian, are you listening? What's your one ambition in life? Is it to make more money? Is it to get famous? Is it to have a life of pleasure? Not to have pain? You know, that's not the Christian life. Our one ambition should be to go out there and win souls for Jesus Christ. To go out there and uh, and, and and make an impact, you know, not just for not just for time but for all eternity. Charles Spurgeon says this your one business in life is to lead men to believe in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Every other thing should ma- be made subservient to this one objective. Charles Spurgeon, another great man of God who lived at the time. So you see this common denominator bro these men of God these women of God who were out there sold out they were there to win souls they were there to do the work of God they were there to to, to make an impact because they knew hey this life is going to be over Yeah. and all this stuff man it's just like all this glamour and the glitz everything that we see this is not going to last like you said bro Ecclesiastes vanity vanities but the things that matter it's fearing God and doing his commandments and, and what is that like Solomon says doing his commandments but what is, the, what is one of the greatest commandments to go out there and preach the gospel mm. And, and go win souls, you know. So, how are how are you living life, my brother, my sister, to those who are listening, you know. My my, my my friend Mike and I, we're here right now taking time uh, to share with you guys these stories and try to inspire you and encourage you to redeem the time, to lay it for yourself treasures in heaven, you know, where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves cannot break and steal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to live a life worthy of eternity, a life worthy of God. Amen, man. Amen. Makes me want to redeem all kinds of time, bro. Oh, amen, bro. I think with that, amen. dude, I think that's a good way to end it. Okay. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, just be encouraged. Redeem the time. Uh, listen to this a few times if you need to. Um, if you guys would like to support what we're doing, you can go to RM's, uh, reachingmankind.org. It's reachingmankind.org. And you can, uh, there's a donate button and you can make a donation uh, to the ministry. You can donate, you can be a monthly reoccurring donor or you can make one-time donations at 
any time that you want. But uh, the best way that you can support us is through prayer and also um, financially uh, through the website and through the ministry. And you'll be helping reach Romania, Mexico, South Sudan, um, here, the stuff that we're doing with the evangelism here in the States. Um, so it's small, but it's effective. And we're really praying that God will bless and help us grow and so that we can reach uh, many more. So if you like it, please share. And uh, if you feel led to donate, please do so. Um, so that's all my time-ish. Anything you want to say before we bounce out? Hey, guys, we, we appreciate your prayers, all your prayer support, and all the financial support because we can't do this without you. And we just want to be faithful and allow the Lord to increase as he deems, uh, you know, as, as he sees fit. And uh, God willing, uh, Mike and I will continue to share uh, stories of encouragement and, uh, you know, different tips, different ways that you guys can make an impact, not just for time, like we said, but for all eternity. Mm -hmm. So God bless you guys. Much love. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all. My dog. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>